Welcome to the Better Bozo. into our moment, uh, I felt like a really good idea to actually ground for a minute, sit, and uh, or stand. Or stand, that's right. We're, we are standing in Jeff's office um, where we will be exploring one another for a moment. Take the time. Get to know why we want to do this. Does that sound right? Sounds great. Okay. We're going to start with Jeff. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask Jeff a series of questions that I am personally curious about. I wish we had caller, you know, I, I wish y'all can call in and, and ask some, you know, challenge Jeff to, 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 you know, all the nitty gritty little stuff that we all want to squeeze out of him. But, um, let's start with some basics. Jeff. Yes. Um, give me, give me your story. Give me your, where do you, let's start with, where do you belong? What's your story? Where are your people from? You know, I didn't know until recently, until uh, about a year ago, I would have said Washington state. That was, and that'd be it. That'd be it. Cause you were born and raised in Washington. State. Correct. Okay. That's what I would have said. So it wasn't until, well, maybe two years ago when my partner and I did the 23 and me thing and I'm straight up. Viking stock. Nice. That explains a lot. Just so you all know, (laughs) Jeff is taller than I am, which is not that hard. He's got a strong jaw, full head of hair. Good looking for his age. Thank you. Kind of strong (laughs) presence in the room. (laughs) Yeah. So my people are uh, Norway, Scotland, uh, that general zone. So let me get this right. Not until... You went ahead and did the online test yeah. because in your family, you didn't really talk about like, where are we from? What's our story? No. Heritage? Not, not at all. Not at all. It wasn't, my sister has an interest for sure. So she's tracked the family with more of the genogram style, which is, you know, that, that pyramid of sorts where you track your relatives, but she'd never even done the, the deep, well, where the hell did we get? How did we get this continent from where? Oh, first, God bless the sisters for doing that work. Mine, mine yeah. does the same. Good. Uh, but okay, so well, just to zoom in less on the like DNA scientific moment, but <laughs> your father, your grandfather, how's your relationship with those guys? Uh, pretty non-existent. They were from. They were born and raised in Washington. My. Mother and father were both born and raised in Washington State. Okay. Yeah. Um, grandfather on my mom's side also, I'm pretty sure, born and raised in Washington State. Okay. Both grandmother and grandfather, I think. Do you know how far back? No. No? Okay. No. So, okay. I'm still pretty clueless. Back to the the Bozo thing. That That's part of why I'm here. So that's a super interesting moment. I love yeah. that we can name that. And you have uh, you have kids. I do. I have a 21-year-old son who now lives with me in Boulder here in Colorado. I Very just met exciting. Him. Super sweet kid. Totally. I love that that's that you met him. I love it. it's true. And my daughter is 19. She still lives in Washington state. And so the lineage goes on. It does. Okay. At least ostensibly. So that comes with some responsibility. Yeah. Okay. A bunch. So tell me more about that. well how much time do you have (laughs) we don't have that much time we've got about maybe let's say 40 50 minutes well i won't take it all up doing that but no we got some juicy stuff to head into but when it comes to like oh wait there's some um there is some there's a there's some some material that you received 
that you're passing on. Uh-huh. I wonder, you know, how mindful you are about the material that you've received, or do you think you've come up with all this on your own? And and uh-huh. are you mindful about how or if you're choosing to pass it on? Great questions. Really, I <clears throat> so first. I want to talk about fatherhood just briefly in the sense that I'm pretty sure I'd still be a serious idiot yep. if I wasn't a father. Oh. Um, yeah. Just in terms of how self-centered I was and how selfish and uh, clueless and, and entitled. I was really one of those just happily clueless, white, cisgendered, hetero, male, American entitled dudes. Right. Which is actually quite unoriginal and typical. Yeah. A lot of us do that. Uh, totally. So having my first child, my son, and then the second child, my daughter, kicked my ass. And trial by fire made me give a shit about someone other than myself. Which is part of what has me here today. Okay. That's so, a good one. Yeah, it's a fundamental part of who I am. 21 years ago. Yeah. Because your relationship with dad. My dad? Yeah. You know, pretty functional but, as a kid, okay. but not uh, not really continuing. It's not really alive. It's, it's maintenance. You know, I love my dad. And we also don't connect. We don't drop in. We don't talk. We don't. There's not much there. Mm, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Sounds like there's, well... Oh, there's totally sadness there. Yeah. Absolutely. A longing, and also uh, there's uh, resignation, right? That you can't get blood from a stone. Ugh. I hear that. Yeah. I imagine there are a lot of guys listening that can probably relate to that. I'm guessing, sadly, that that's true. And other guys who were like, no, I got a great relationship with my dad. And in that case, kudos to you all. Good on you. <laughs> Way to go. Love to hear how that happened. And <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, great. So, but now is, you know, uh, breaking that kind of, that pattern, mm-hmm. you're living with your kid. And in a sense, as far as I know you, I can share with our, um, with our crew, our listeners, our members, our audience, however we want to um, name our community here. Our people. Our people. Um, that I've met Jeff as one of the most engaged guys in what we've come to call, or what he's called, men's work. Um, facilitating men's groups around Boulder. Also uh, providing coaching or therapy um, increasingly, if not almost entirely now, to just men. Yeah, it's 90 plus percent men. So you're dedicating your time, you're dedicating your efforts mm-hmm. and expertise and sharpening your moment <laughs> towards yeah. a, a particular... Yeah, a particular thing. Well, to, to kind of answer your question from before, first, thank you. Appreciate that. Yo. Um and from before, you talked about, is this my work or is it is it kind of lineage? And this is back to the something larger than myself thing, which started with fathering. Yep. Um, that I've, I'm more and more devoted to listening, uh, which is the thing that most men are short on, which is the capacity to listen. Yep. And not just to other people, but to listen to, well, what's mine to do, actually? Yep. If I get out of the way, what's showing up and... What's, what's mine to do? And that has been clear since I moved to Boulder, that it's been to work with men. Boulder. Boulder. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about Boulder. Not a lot today, but at some Not point today. we're going to talk about yeah. Boulder. Let's uh, just use it as that <laughs> just happens to be where I lived. And it also happens to be where the message became really clear. Sure. Which yeah. is in, and for what it's worth, uh, Boulder is a good place for that. It is. Yeah. So what's the message? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it feels like I take that back. I think there's a yes and there, sort of like, yes, I don't know, and I do know. And it feels like uh, empowerment. This isn't about me. It's about me in the sense that, okay, I have certain gifts, I have certain skills, I have capacities. I went to school, I got a graduate degree, I have my own private practice. Cool. And for what? Not just for me. 
So it really feels like the more I get up to whatever it is, therapy, men's groups, collaborations with you on The Better Bozo, it's really about empowerment. How do I help people, in this case men, be more empowered to, to be them be- their best selves, not for another person or, dear God, a relationship, but for themselves and their community? You know, we talk about these things a lot, and I feel with a kind of uh, old-school traditional narrative of the man's role in our families, in our communities, in our industries, why the hell do you think we're not showing up? What the hell's wrong? (laughs) I mean... That's a great question. What is our problem? Why are we not showing up? <laughs> Seems to me, you know, mm-hmm. most of us are scrambling to wake up in the morning, get to work. Right. Uh, make enough money to put some food on the table, keep the missus happy. <laughs> or something like that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be crass. I, I know this is outdated, but just for the sake of the question. Painting a, you're painting a picture. That's beautiful. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is illustrative and, and, and functional. Uh, to your point, it does feel like one of the reasons we're not showing up is how the fuck are we supposed to show up when we've got to scramble to do what you just talked about? Uh-huh. Put food on the table, pay our bills, uh, try to get by. When we're in a culture, and I'm going to blame capitalism right now Ooh. for a big chunk of the responsibility for why it's tough to show up. Uh, the cult of the individual, which I think is utterly destructive, and also the love of money. Not money the love of money Mm. as being a big part of the problem where everybody can be a billionaire if you just try hard enough, except why the hell would you want to be a billionaire if you're miserable? I'll stop there. No, you know what, you, you know what comes to mind? Um, I think that let's just bring in the context, the zeitgeist, um, not for nothing. It feels to me that if we actually opened our eyes, we'd realize that there are more men's group mushrooming around us. Maybe Boulder's a little unique, but I've heard of men's groups happening across the country and even across the world. And so there's a moment that I feel is relevant now because 10 years ago, I don't remember this being the case. Mm -hmm. I also want to name that, you know, um, a year ago, hashtag me too happened. And I don't know a cisgendered white guy who didn't feel a sense, uh, you know, at least a little bit nervous. I think there's a collective calling out of men for for maybe not really realizing where we stand, the privilege that we may swim in and not know that that's the water we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and and we you hosted a dinner the other night, and I'm just gonna we can edit this out later if you want, but one of the <laughs> I think my favorite quote from the dinner was one of the guys saying, "I'm here because I feel like there's a war on men lately." That was a that was an interesting moment. It it sure was. Uh, I had an interesting moment in myself when that particular man said that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I don't think it's an uncommon experience. Uh, I think it's a short sighted one. I think it's maybe an, a lesser informed experience. Um, and then there's one of me who's like, "Well, that's just plain horseshit." Uh, there's a war on the patriarchy, which is also screwing over men. Mm-hmm. Part of the problem is that most men, myself included, take advantage of the privileges that they have back to the, we don't know this is the water we're swimming in. Right. So I don't think we get to say there's a war on men. All right. Let's put that one aside then okay. for a sec. Um, because I agree. I don't think that's, a, I, I think that's a, um, that might be more prevalent in some circles, in more circles than other. Um, there's a sentiment. I'm going to, I think we can name that one as horseshit and, 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 <laughs> and, and unpack Good. a little more yeah. just, uh, uh, you know, the, the fact that we are, there is a mirror put up in front of us when it comes to the me too movement or times up. Um, because I, myself, for example, as I've, I've stood at the head of different organizations, runs staff, um, uh, or, or even in the military, mm-hmm. uh, where I've, um, you know, I've just, I've been part of the patriarchy and had yeah. not thunk before about, you know, 
mindfully, what does this mean for me? And in in circles that you facilitated, uh, I've witnessed some unpacking of personal moments with numerous men, and it feels like you skillfully provide containers, safe mm-hmm. containers within which to um, explore what might actually be some super vulnerable moments. Yeah. Thanks, man. It, it does feel like back to, to, to tie this back to something else you said earlier. It's a lot like my therapy training was really to do more group facilitation. Uh-huh. Cause to be able to tell someone that in a loving way, they're being very selfish sure. <laughs> or to be able to say, uh, call somebody out in a really compassionate way. Hey, you're totally wrong about that. And here's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's hard. Well, I think it's hard and I think men are hungry for it too, which is to basically say, Hey, uh, no, you don't get to do that. And here's why. And, then, and, and I can relate because I, I, I do that too. It's not a, uh, I'm above or anything like that. So you, you have an appreciation for the group process. I do. Because the more I do it, the more back to the empowerment piece is that I see other men stepping in, leaning in, giving more honest feedback that ends up helping someone see themselves more clearly. And, and not in the most flattering lights either, which oftentimes are the toughest things to offer when it comes to feedback or reflection. You know, there, it occurs to me that oftentimes when you'll facilitate a group, can I just describe for a second? I've, I've no. uh, witnessed, experienced, Jeff, facilitate a group inside a kiva around a fire, which provides a very safe um, kind of uh, temporary autonomous zone, a, sa- a safe little container um, where there's a community that's gathering in a little bit of a bubble even. Because we leave oh, the yeah. Kiva back into the real world, back into relationships, back into families, back into workplace, mm-hmm. back into a rat race. Um but in the meantime, if I understand what you're saying correctly, the, the kind of, quote, therapy that you're providing is actually uh, orchestrated through a group that's created to, um, I guess, realize its own limits. Realize if, if we're hmm. each we're like a, a circular mirror for one another. It's not just a one-on-one. Oh, I like that. A circular mirror. Yeah. So we all sit around the circle. It's not you doing the work. You're all you're doing is mm-hmm. uh, professionally skillfully holding space. <laughs> yes. I don't mean to, I don't no. mean to uh, yeah, minimize that. I'm just saying no. there's a lot of collective work going on in that circle. Do you figure it'll have a ripple effect? Is that part of your like theory of change? Oh, totally. Okay, tell me more about that. Uh, I see it happen in real time, especially when men interact in the community with me or I interact with them in the community. Uh, Certainly when they take the groups again and I feel them show up differently. Mm. I feel them lovingly and fiercely call out someone because they don't agree with it. Or just the way they show up and how their relationships shift specifically with their, say, intimate partners or their relationship with their work or their boss or their coworkers or their family because they report these changes. Yep. So the ripple's huge. And it seems to me to be quite the generative process because now there are more skillful men in the world being more uh, alive and intelligent and... And that has big impact in terms of giving permission for other people to take risks. In their families, in their places of work. Utterly. And in the roles that have been prescribed for them culturally and typically uh, in their lineage and unconsciously. Tell me more about that. What do you mean the roles that have been assigned? Well, I think that's part of why we started The Better Bozo. Talking Uh about... We get handed a script that has like uh, three pages 
the main character is us and we get to do five things. Right. We get to be a particular kind of man who's macho and stoic and can either be happy or angry uh-huh. and know we're in between and we're providers and we can't be sensitive and we can't be soft and we have to make a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, we have to have erections all the time, also. <laughs> but don't point them at anyone. It's really actually quite confusing, but, but the, the role is really small. Yeah, yeah, that does seem uh, quite minimalized. Wait, but there are other things that I might want to be. Right. Yeah, me too. Huh. (laughs) I mean, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm only attractive to the ascribed group. I'm not sure I'm, I'm feeling like being so gruff and rough all the time. Yeah. So can you zoom in a little bit with us? I know you have different... Uh, I don't know what you call them, topics, issues, sides of our personality that you mm-hmm. um, like to dive into a little more. Yes. Uh, off the top of my head, the short list involves topics like intimacy, Uh huh. which redefining that, again, with giving permission for it to be more than just sex. Uh, and, and that we don't need another person to have intimacy in our lives. Ooh. We could have it with ourselves, the more than human world, Ooh. imagination. So that's a big one. Yeah, it is. Certainly sex and sexuality. Another big one. What the hell does it look like? What are the possibilities? What are the limitations? What are the unexamined stories, definitions that we inherited? Which one of those do you think... Or maybe it has nothing to do with it, but I'm curious about gender roles. Um, mm-hmm. do, does, does that weave into those? Uh, necessarily, it has to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and without really going too deep in terms of any gender, but the one that we identify as, say, in the men's group. Yep. Um. Mostly it's around back to the notion of prescriber roles. Right. In this case, the gender role that we mentioned, that's really, the menu is super short and super limited. It's like going to a coffee shop and you get five choices. One is coffee. The other one's coffee. The third one's coffee. Right. Fourth one's coffee with cream. Yeah. Fifth one's coffee. Right. (laughs) No, I, I, I totally, I mean, I can relate in the sense that if I understand what you're saying, Man, I don't want that. I'm me. I don't want to be the man. I want to be me for a minute. And I have a really hard time unpacking what that even means because I've spent decades of my life, the first decades of my life, just proving that I can be a man. And now I'm kind of like, oh, wait, but that's not actually fulfilling anymore. Right. And not only that, I'm being called out that I'm doing it wrong. (laughs) Right. Um, And my friends, and and I have a tendency to accidentally... And this is me. I'm not projecting, but mm-hmm. I have a tendency sometimes to maybe be overbearing, show up into a room and trample folks who otherwise um, wouldn't I would have left space. So yeah. So back to you were saying you were saying intimacy, you were saying sexuality. What else is on our? What else are we diving into? Uh, power, fear. Uh, God, we've talked about infidelity. We've talked about death. We've talked about. Um, grief, mm. lots of things that we don't get to talk about. So, and, and just to, just to unpack it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and probably share a reference in a minute to where, um, I suggest our community follow up on mm-hmm. when we say power, there's a lot there to unpack power dynamics. There's, uh, how do I feel empowered to speak up or empowered yeah. to shut the fuck up? Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Right. Well, this is a great question. It's a, it's a juicy topic because power versus strength, uh, uh, power simply because we inherited power back to the gender roles, back to, uh, discrimination to patriarchy. Um, and, and being able to define, well, what is power? And there are some that say power is, only a thing that requires you're having power over someone or something else. 
uh, versus say strength, which I don't, you know, what the hell does any of this stuff mean? Uh, like for instance, shutting the hell up might actually mean I have a really healthy sense of self because I don't need it to be about me, mm, 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 mm. which is, that involves humility, mm-hmm. which to me is really powerful. Yep. 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 So it can get pretty confusing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I like what you're saying about being having the space to explore infidelity for a moment and what that looks like or what an open relationship might look like for that matter. Oh yeah. There's so much confusion around it because for me, generativity, like sexuality as generativity, not just as genitals on genitals, uh, very much involves arousal, desire, impulse, attraction, uh, and not necessarily acting on these things and acknowledging that they exist, you know, those lines of, well, we split up because I had an emotional affair with someone. (laughs) What the hell does that mean? Sure. You mean you became friends with someone that happened to be uh, a person and or gender and or had the genitals that threatened your partner? I mean, I get it's not a, it's not simple and we don't typically, we're not allowed to have it be complex. Well, let me just name for a second that, I mean, the culture that I grew up in when it comes down to one of the, one of the indicators of being a successful, strong man is that, you know, as a man, I'm supposed to please my woman. Right. Full stop. However, (laughs) from like a very young age, nobody, nobody has actually taken the time to teach me how to do that. The only place I found uh, uh, tutelage is porn, Mm -hmm. which is now, when I was a kid, it was accessible in magazines, hard to find. Yep. Um, Same. But now it's at the tip of our, of kids' fingers. Yeah. And I, I, I'm curious as to like what you're suggesting here is a completely, is, is, is a complete paradigm shift. I suppose it is. In regards to our uh, relationship with ourselves, intimacy, like you're saying, vulnerability, how do I show up for myself, let alone my partner? Mm-hmm. How do I show up for my partner? How do I show up for uh, multiple partners? Yeah. How do I admit that I'm wrong? Or how do I ask for help? Uh, how do I find someone besides my partner to talk to about shit that's hard? Yep. Which goes against that script we get handed to be a badass all the time. So where do I find more information about these things? You're, you're launching a whole platform these days. I am. It's called uh, The Whole Man Collective. Uh, and probably by the time this thing hits the airwaves, uh, thewholemancollective.com will be up and running. That's exciting. It is. So that's so, so information about this and kind of hearing a little bit from you directly. Yep. And some resources, and uh, certainly the Better Bozo will be there, accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, probably links to your website, Mika.fyi. That's right. Uh-huh. That'll be up by then, too. Uh, essentially resources and a place to... Uh, we'll see what happens, but the idea is that it's a platform for us to, to have more. More intelligence, uh, more resources, more connection, um, and more access to community events. Uh, all that. Well, that's a great reference. I'm curious as you're building this this platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's thought that goes on, uh, you know, that goes into what you want to be doing, where you want to be focusing your own attention, your own resources, your time and energy and and uh, passion. Mm-hmm. As a community organizer, I'm super curious. Where do you see, how do you see this unfolding? Where do you hope to see not I mean your scene, quote unquote, in a year down the line? Yeah. Um, but also uh, our zeitgeist. I'm, I'm loving the word zeitgeist. Our current moment, like this, it's good. This is this is what's happening around us. Me too. Hashtag me too. And times up for guys is one thing that's happening. We're being called upon. It feels to grow up, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and it feels like you're actively uh, focused in on that, providing resources for it. We're only in the midst of a shift. Where do where do you see this leading? 
Yeah, it's such a good, important question to consider. And I'm glad you asked me like 45 minutes ago so I could start to go, wow, what the hell? Where am I going? Where do I see this in a year? It certainly involves more and more community events. Like Mika mentioned earlier, the men's community dinner that I now host monthly. Yep. Uh, uncurated, if you identify as a man and you want to come to it, you can. It's potluck. It's a free event. It's it's essentially to meet other men that want to have intelligent dialogue about what the hell's going on in their lives and in the world. That's one way I see more of that happening and hopefully encouraging others, back to the empowerment piece, to start their own groups, to host their own events, to... Um, and I want the whole man collective to, to literally be a platform, uh, a jumping off platform for other uh, folks who want to bring good things to the world. That's quite general. I get that. And certainly I want there to be resources there. Yep. Maybe some curriculum, uh, uh, certainly places they can go to find out more about whatever it is they want to know about. Um, yeah. So in a year I want, a little more organization, a little more more people involved. I don't know what it looks like. Well, just to maybe to um, to riff off this because I feel like it mm-hmm. has a lot to do with what we want to do together with the Better Bozo. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you know we named we named four levels through which we can focus. We said we talked about our own personal evolution as an individual. Mm-hmm. We talked about local groups getting together and and what kind of uh, work we can do. And just to speak to the individual for a second, I think on my end, uh, I feel like there are periods of transformation in any person's life where we get to, hopefully, if there's time and resources and space, and I understand that that's a place of privilege, and I understand that it's also a mindful choice, um, where I get to dive into my own challenges and explore them, hopefully together with peers, in order to grow into not just what I'm doing out of scarcity, but what do I hope to become? How do I hope to show up? How do I, and in that sense, gender wise, I think there's a lot of work to do on an individual level. You were. Oh, absolutely. I so agree. That's part of the the whole ethos (laughs) as we create it with a better bozo is how do we show up better and better and better? And how do we have hard conversations how do we ask seemingly dumb questions uh, and not walk into the, the alligator pit of sorts from a cultural standpoint and from an interpersonal standpoint? How do you, I'm curious, um, when it comes to critique about, uh, let's use the term self-hating men, <laughs> like, you know, when we're a little bit emasculated mm-hmm. by what feels like, for example, the comment we got at dinner, the war on men. Right. To versus that you know the tension between oh, wait there's some very super valid critique we need to be open to right yeah so how do we stay open without collapsing yep uh, it feels important that I, I really consistently emphasize process and not like between two people but intrapersonal or yep. yeah in ourselves intrapersonal um, that it's important to feel ownership and some responsibility, guilt, and maybe even some shame Uh about the fact that, oh, wow, me as a man, I have just been milking the teat of abundance on the backs of a a bunch of oppressed people's genders. Like, wow, it's really important to feel the weight of that. Yep. And for a time, it's very useful. Uh-huh. And then the time comes where that will never go away and we need to set it to the side and hold it closely, but not let it be front of mind constantly so that we can then use our privilege and our power to help do things for the betterment of all. So it's the both end of, oh, can I humbly move into the world whilst also realizing, like we're doing right now, talking together, Yep, we have some sway. We have power. We have the luxury to be able to do this. So we could choose to do it and talk about masturbatory things and how cool we are and how bitchin' we are and how do we be more bitchin' for ourselves, which, boy, that's pretty boring. 
Uh, or we could use it for, to not be too cliche, but use it for good. And then if I understand the theory of change here, and I might not be using that term properly, but if I understand what you're saying, it spirals outwards from an individual to group work, yeah. to being able to reflect off one another and have a safe place where a safe space where we can call each other out for a minute. Well, and, and to that point, I love it. I was thinking the same kind of thing, a safe enough space. Uh-huh. I think we're way too fragile as a culture and that's, a challenge of mine. Mm. Uh, so like if, if there are, there's a man in my men's group who learns how to stand up for himself and, and speak to what he thinks is an injustice. And if he does so in a way that's cutting someone down, we've just subtracted from the wellness. Sure. As opposed to being confrontational whilst also being compassionate and being relational. Sure. That's take skill. Skill yeah. and art. Yeah. 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 Which is not necessarily something we grew up learning in. Oh, Good God, no. 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 No, no, that takes serious practice in a, yeah. and like you say, a safe enough space to try it for a minute. Try it for a minute and feel the weird, hard, shitty feelings and recognize that they might just be weird and hard and not shitty and that discomfort is not a bad thing, that it's a necessary thing. And hey, if you hang in long enough and you stay in your heart and you look someone in the eye with care, then, wow, maybe they've heard you, maybe you've related, maybe you both learned something. I want to say that also, especially in American culture, which seems super hyper, and again, when we say American culture, that seems a terrible generalization. <laughs> but it also feels like an oxymoron. <laughs> that's true. Too. Well, fair. But what feels like in heteronormative white male culture in America... Um, is the, and at the hyper individualized John Wayne level, lonely, lonely existence of, <laughs> right. of what it means to be a man these days. Yeah. And that what you, what, what you're speaking to is a way to break that down a little bit and learn to trust, um, in our brothers, in our comrades, in our, and maybe even later in our sisters and in our, all the genders that are there, but to begin with. Well, and trust in ourselves too. That's okay. a central tenet, right? That I have to trust that whatever's cooking in my gut and my intuition is important. Uh-huh. Right. So if I see one of my friends talking shit uh, in a way that's not cool to be able to take a risk and say, whoa, man, hey, what are you doing? Knock it off. You know, or so. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and, and at some point, I, I, you know, to be totally honest here, as much as I hate being called out, I love being called out because I don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm doing. Well, how the fuck are we supposed to know if we don't get called out? That's right. And that's part of what this feels like the inherent challenge we're pointing to is that we are men of privilege and power. And historically, calling us out is a punishable offense, right? Mm. It's the, who the fuck are you to question me? Right. But we walk around not even knowing that's a subtext in us consistently. Right. And so when we start, I mean, what I'm hearing at some point is we start doing this for one another. Yeah. We don't, we don't leave it to women or people of all the different genders or people of color to need to deal with us. Right. Educate us and, and continue to essentially pander to us. So we relieve the burden. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. At least a little bit. Right. I mean, that, that, that to me feels really vital in that in any relationship, one of the central ingredients for me for successful relationship is willingness. Mm -hmm. So if I, as a white, largely cisgendered hetero American man, am willing to hear you and go, Ooh, ow, ah, God, that feels true. Ouch. Thanks for saying that. Just like you said, I, I don't like being called out and I really love being called out, uh-huh. especially if it's done well. And if it's not done skillfully, okay, let's learn how to clean up the mess. It's the willingness to do it on both parties' sides. To show up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where I get to say, ouch, and Jesus, that was harsh. Or, 
Ouch, and thank you for being so generous with me and for the gift of helping me have a, a, a broader, deeper awareness. Feels liberating. Yeah. And there's back to the building trust piece, right? Someone's got to take a risk to start it. Sure. Whether that's the other person or me or you or whatever. But there's, there's got to be a risk involved. Otherwise, we're not really doing anything. Sure. That's I where think. we, I think we go to... Uh, Masturbatory seems like a... Yeah, it's sort of like relationship light. Let me logically tell you uh, how you're incorrect in your views, and you can logically agree with me and thank me profusely. <laughs> and we'll go back to our antiseptic lives, never really getting our hands dirty. I hear a qualitative uh, distinction here. Yeah. Um, and I hear what you're saying is when you say willingness um, to... To dive into that vulnerable, intimate spot, stick with the process, admit to not knowing, or just admit to mm-hmm. being willing to be open. Give me, give me, yeah, I want to know. I want to know. Because otherwise, yeah. this relationship that I'm in is hella challenging. This profession or the work that I'm in is hella challenging. And in today's like you say, capitalist world, mm-hmm. um, we seem to on every level, and this is just a personal observation, whether on a planetary climate chaos moment or on local um, and personal scales, feels like I'm reaching a limit here. I, <laughs> if you're not doing this work, what are you doing? Yes. I think that is a Important question. What are you doing? Probably nothing or certainly not much. Mm -hmm. And whatever you're doing, it's probably not for anybody but Mm -mm -mm. you. So just to bring it home, Mm -hmm. um, back to, I think, the spiral from inner outwards, uh, individual, intimate, vulnerable work that's done within a group a, a safe enough group setting hopefully can or will and does actually, I think I've witnessed this myself, mm-hmm. um, shift a community and the way a community shows up for itself, not to mention outside um, and, uh, and, and to a broader collective. My understanding are, I mean, it's kind of the four f- levels of outward spiral were. Yeah. And so this is, your hopes for the better bozo? Hell yeah. Well said. Yeah, from individual taking the risk to uh, a relationship, to a group, to a larger community, and then ultimately to the collective. Yeah, take risks, learn how to be more intelligent, more skillful, more willing uh, to uh, skillfully make a mess and skillfully clean it up. Mm-mm-mm. So we all learn. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think what we've also recognized for a better bozo is that when it comes to Jeff and I, uh, we are um, the amazing, skilled, and also hella limited, (laughs) um, but willing individuals that we are. Yeah. Um, What are you hoping we do with this? What are you hoping to do with this better with this better bozo? platform uh specifically yeah more of what we're already up to sure which is laying out here's a here's another way for this to go that's not so limiting that's not so self-focused and also self-loathing that's part of this culture that i see every day Mm. i'm a piece of shit Mm. i should be better i should be blah 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 Mm -mm -mm. and i'm definitely not that so fix me how do i get fixed yeah um So the hope for me anyway with the better bozo is realizing that we're whole beings right now. And that includes all of our cracks, all of our rotten bits, all of our uh, supposedly defective parts um, that makes us who we are. And that there are resources and there are uh, others that can help a larger community that gets built, hopefully as far reaching as, as this thing goes into the ears of people all over the planet and not, to, not to get too grandiose and that's the hope well hell why not why not yeah and, and meanwhile while we're at it we get to 
um, reach out, ask for help from folks who, um, who know some things, who know some things more than us. Yeah. Yeah. Are there specific topics you're looking forward to diving into? Sure. Relationship. Yeah. Sexuality. Yeah. Gender. Uh, masculinity. Definitely. Yep. Uh, and the, the continued, because of those, I'm sure there are uh, dozens of subtopics that we can get into as well. Sure, sure. Uh, workplace dynamics. Uh, how the hell do we give someone a compliment? Like really genuinely, like I, I imagine we could spend a whole hour talking about the impact of me saying to a woman or a female. Yep. Or a person who appears to be like maybe a trans woman. Who knows? Yep. To be able to say, wow. You look, you, you're beaming today Yep, and, and not have it be like a big mistake or some major offense on my part. You know, I, I was at a fundraiser, um, a couple of nights ago mm -hmm. for a Boulder based climate nonprofit doing excellent work Cool, run by, and I'm going to say, you know, just going to come out and, and describe the situation this is run by this, um, beautiful young woman. Mm -hmm. And I'm very aware and familiar at this point. Like, I do not show up and say you're beautiful tonight, <laughs> because really, of all the different things, this is a, this, such a, an amazing lift. Mm -hmm. uh, the, she's founded this amazing organization, doing awesome work, advocating, fundraising, shifting minds. And this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to comment on her looks. That seems completely. <laughs> Bozo-esque. Um, and the best I could come up with is sharp. Super sharp. <laughs> what a sharp evening. Everything here is looking so sharp. And to be honest, it seemed that she was genuinely pleased yeah. um, that I wasn't commenting on her dress. Right. But I have no idea. And I would love to talk these things through. I'm really looking forward, for example, to that yeah. conversation. Same. I'm glad because <laughs> it, it, it's a thing I think we're all hungry for. That's part of the challenge is acknowledgement, right? That, that someone notices us and it's definitely shitty and can be gross and creepy and entitled and all sorts of more shittiness when a woman is doing an incredible thing and she's empowered and she's intelligent and she's building a thing, he or she, whatever. And a bozo like me comes up and says, wow, you're hot. I mean, <laughs> what an asshole thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of minimalizes oh, everything, everything down to the most shallow moment. God, yeah. But I don't, but to be totally honest, I did not grow up in a culture that, and I mean, I need to take responsibility for this. Well, you are now, but, but. History is what it is, right? Right. Yeah. That well, you, you probably didn't get taught. Hey, here's the here's the order. Let's do a quick order of operations. Mika, probably nobody sat you down and said, uh -huh. acknowledge how kind they are. Acknowledge how intelligent they are. Acknowledge how hardworking they are. And then maybe you can talk about if you think they're they're attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never heard that. And you know what? This isn't this isn't only to. Obviously, this is not only about women. To be able to do that to guys, too, is not actually – to provide a valid um, critique or to just give good feedback is not necessarily a skill that I could say is available uh, and so I'd love to also explore into that. Yeah, and also show up to a guy – actually, our close friend, I don't think he'd mind um, – Boonan shows up at your <laughs> dinner and I usually just work with Boonan in work clothes every day. So the first time I saw Boonan, he was dressed to the night. He's a beautiful man. He's got this beautiful bracelet and his hair's all and his nice boots. And his boots. Yeah, like, totally. oh, wow, Boonan, you are a beautiful man. And it was nice to show up and say that out loud to a guy. Yeah, yeah. And he blushed. And That's I hugged so him and it was fun. so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it comes up for me as you say that. And I was thinking earlier, a dear friend of mine. Uh, we're also talking about rapport and attunement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it isn't just like, if I don't know a person, man, woman, dog, child, whatever, yeah. I'm probably not going to go up and drop the, Hey, nice ass. <laughs> you know, cause, cause hopefully I've learned a thing or two, sure. but even if it's my friend, I still want to have more rapport and attunement and actually get where they're at before I go just barfing all over them with whatever it is. Sure. Which requires a level of 
um, both, I guess, personal intimacy, knowing my own sense of self is, <laughs> is where, how do I yeah. um, meet someone? Well, yeah, I got to go over there to you and check in and maybe even ask a uh, question. <laughs> you know, like, how are you doing? Right, right, right. May I offer you some feedback <laughs> about your outfit? <laughs> which, it's true. Which might sound awkward. And holy shit, I think people could really easily learn how to appreciate it. And lots of my friends and colleagues do. Already. I, in this, I grew up in, in Jerusalem, um, not to dive too deep into that, but our culture is essentially you walk down the street with a friend and yeah. they meet somebody they know. It's not an introducing culture. I can wait for like seven minutes until they're done with their thing. We're not going to introduce one another. Oh, wow. Here is completely different. Here, it feels to me, yeah. you're immediate. Here's, an, here's your new best friend. Right. Mika, this is Bob. Bob, Mika, hey. I, and uh, to me, it was jarring to have to be open and to meet somebody and not be totally in my embarrassed self about that. And then actually from the most basic relating moment to, um, you know, to actually developing an, uh, an intimate relationship with a new person, it yeah. would, whatever their gender. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hear us named, we've named a whole bunch of different things about Jeff today. <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, and I really appreciate it. I, go, I, want, I would love to invite our community here. Um, email us. Yeah. I don't know which email to use just yet. One way or another, we'll either edit that in or... We'll figure it out. Figure that out. Um, what do you want to know about Jeff? Where do you want to challenge Jeff at? What really <laughs> pissed you off about today's podcast? Um, and what do you suggest? Is there something you'd like us to dive into and explore? Um, because essentially we're co-growing mm -hmm. here. I like that. We're co-growing. In a sense. I don't know if that's the right term to use, but it uh, feels like great. we're co-creating a moment. The zeitgeist is yeah. upon us. None of us are here alone. Um, we're doing this together, so, you know, mm -hmm. bring it. Kick ass. Meanwhile, this was and is The Better Bozo. Um, see you next time. Sounds great. Thanks for listening. <laughs>